Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. My name is Eric Pennington, and with me is Jeff East. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hi, Eric, and hello, everyone listening. So today's episode, we're going to explore some of the things that Jeff and I have found. uh, And at this point, when this episode drops, we will be into 2023. And these are some of the... Some of them were were discovered in 2022, but mm-hmm. um, there might even have been some that we kind of captured at a different point in time. But these are kind of the tools, the ideas that we've been sort of, uh, I don't know, stirring or marinating that we think is going to yeah. that are going to make 2023 a really really good year. So we thought you'd enjoy that, and Jeff. Um, Let's go ahead and dig in, and maybe we can just trade off. So okay. why don't you start? Uh, what's what's your first one? That uh, has- One of the things that, uh, as I'm looking back on 2022, is how much time I spent looking inward, uh, contemplating things that, that are going on. And you've heard us talk about this several times in our uh, podcast, but I'm in a small group. I, I I don't know exactly what to call it, book club or whatever. I meet with my wife and I meet with two other couples on Sunday nights, and we discuss a book. And a lot of of 2022 was taken up with uh, the road back to you. Yeah, great and book. I can't think of the person's name that wrote it. Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabil, I believe. Right. I may be butchering her last name, but. But it was about the Enneagram, mm-hmm. which is probably, in my mind, the oldest personality kind of a, a tool that you can use. It Nobody really knows exactly where it came from and when it really came into being. Yeah. Um, but it, it from different faith-based, from all different kind of things, all these um, concurrent con- uh, ideas came together. And we spent probably eight months going through this book. Just sometimes, you know, we didn't even get through a chapter most weeks. And it just really made an impact on me with the different types. I'd been familiar with the Enneagram for a long time, but taking the time to explore it more. And and what that's shown me is one, just just what I learned about myself and, and interacting with other people but it also showed me the importance of taking time to doing something like this. If it's the Enneagram, great. Uh, whatever works for you, I think, is important to take the time to dig into it. I was lucky enough to do it with five other people that I'm very, very close with. And the other important thing is have that kind of a group that you can you can be open and you go, I don't understand this. Can somebody help me understand this? Or I don't like what I'm hearing about myself. Can you help me, you know, to have a group like that? And and I really, more and more, I'm encouraging people to find something like that. It doesn't have to be the Enneagram that you're looking at, but th- that's a tool. I, there's a great tool called the Ennea app that... <laughs> Yes, I'm familiar. I have that. Yeah, yeah. That, that is just amazingly helpful. So that's a tool that I'm continuing to use, but m- more of a mindset of looking back on things that are important. What would you say has been the greatest um, return on this investment of time? The greatest benefit for you? Just one thing, maybe. I know there could be multiple. There, but. there is multiple, but 
more understanding of myself and the why and how of how I respond to things, mm-hmm. which you know goes back to our emotional intelligence, which is basically are you responding or reacting? Right. So to to, to have more insight on why, mm-hmm. you know, what is important, things like that. Gotcha. All right. So uh, for me, um, it's it was a catalyst in of. It came about from an interview that I saw with David Goggins and um, his conversation around talent and uh, mental strength. And the the premise of it was that there will potentially be a point in time when your talent is only going to take you so far. Mm -hmm. And that might be a really cool place with a lot of what people equate with talent, you know, success, applause, notoriety, whatever, right? But what was very intriguing to me was about the willingness to go beyond your talent and that that may indeed be the place where the the real gold starts being mined. And it, it, it made me uncomfortable, mm. but it made me curious because I began to start to ask myself, Okay, what is it that I have that's been my conventional thinking? You know, what have I accomplished by my talent? And now I've said, we're good. And I get it, Jeff. You know, it's not like I'm saying, hey, I've wanted to find a way to just coast through life. But I think this is a a pretty common thing amongst just about anyone. Because it's not just famous people who have talent. Right. Right. Um, I know that you've read the articles and heard the interviews where they'll say, you know, some of the greatest guitar players, you wouldn't, you don't even know who they are. What is it called? The Wrecking Crew? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the, the people that... Studio musicians, you, yeah. You, you've heard them thousands of times and have no idea who they are. Yeah. And the, the, the reality around that and what, I'm, what I think will make 2023 even a better year... Uh, uh, another great year is taking the adventure beyond my talent to discover what else could I accomplish? What else could I experience? What other gold can I find that maybe up until now I've seen as being, well, I've already found that, or I've already got that or I'm whatever. Um, and how I'm going to do it <clears throat> is ultimately it's very simple in the sense of the first steps, and that is is to question with curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, and one of the things that has been really, really prevalent in my mind, um, and I know the listeners probably at this point are tired of me mentioning this, but I, I just can't help it, <laughs> uh, is that quote from Brene Brown about listen to other people's stories and believe them. And believe them. Yes. And believe them. And she did qualify it as the hardest part is the believing part. Mm-hmm. And I've had experiences in the last few months where that is the truth. <laughs> you know those times, Jeff, when someone is telling you their story and you're kind of starting to go down that path of, well, I'm not so sure that it always works that Wasn't way. Wasn't that a plot of a movie or, <laughs> you know, yeah. 
right? I yeah. mean, where you already, because of your biases, have already started to dismiss their story. Right. And what I'm trying to remember is that as I'm on this journey is to question a little more. Okay, Eric, is that actually true? Or is it true because you just want it to be true? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's uh, that's one of mine for uh, 2023. One, one of the things that I've noticed in 2022 is I've always had a curiosity about people. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've teased me a few times about my Germanic <laughs> stoicism <laughs> and my introvertism. I, I never teased you about introvertism. Okay. I've always got you about the German <laughs> stoicism. Okay. But one of the things that I've worked on is I'm asking the questions now when I'm curious with someone. Hmm. Uh, I find out someone that they're a, a medical student. Hey, why are you pursuing that? What do you want to do once you graduate? And it's amazing what I'm finding out about people and how – those simple questions are making their day because I've shown an interest in them. And that, that's something I really want to continue to expand on. You're not to be nosy. I'm not going to ask super personal questions, right. nothing like that. But to be curious about someone and let them know that I really want to know about you, I think is becoming a powerful thing for me. And that's something I really want to continue to, to expand because it's not natural for me to do that. To, do you feel like that that opens up the pathways for you to learn um, in ways that apply to your life directly, even though it started with a curiosity about someone else's experience? Yeah, it, it, it will help me in, in going, okay, I, I understand why they're, they're pursuing this because they've taken the time to, to look at what they want to do, and that helps me do the same thing. Oh, okay, I, I'm wanting to do this because – and, and that's that's helping me in my own journey mm-hmm. to be able to to be curious about myself, which a lot of times we don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, so uh, another one for me uh, is uh, core beliefs, uh, and it kind of connects to to my first one. And this one, even though we're in twenty twenty three, you know, I've. I've already had started down this pathway of just doing an inventory of what are my core beliefs? Um, why am I, why are they my core beliefs? How did they get there? And are they, are they, are they appropriate for the time in which I'm living? Now, let me be clear, Jeff. There's some core beliefs I have that are fundamental and they're foundational. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about those. Because in my experience, my choice, the way I live my life is I don't mess with the foundation. I kind of look at it the same way like a house. You know, you can change the curtains, you can replace the windows, you don't replace a foundation unless there's something terribly, terribly wrong. But typically, your belief is, is that your foundation is solid and meant to be left alone, right? If it was done right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be fair to all the builders out there that would... <laughs> send us email saying, well, wait, 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 wait. Um, so from that, um, and it's it's that curiosity because I, I, I think what can happen, and I know it has with me, is that there was something that happened when I was a kid. Um, 
I absorbed it and took it for its absolute. It's the way it is. And then I went into adulthood still carrying that core belief. And I did not stop. And no one pulled me aside and said, hey, you know, you should do an inventory of your core beliefs and make sure that, you know, they still fit, right? Um, and there were times in my life, especially when there were crossroads moments and when there was crises where certainly you did look at them. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about being on the front side of things, right? right. Being proactive. So I'm, I'm looking at it through the lens of, okay, you know, what are the core beliefs? Why do I believe that? How did they get there? Are they still relevant? Are they still, should I, should I reframe them? Should I eliminate them? All of those things, that kind of exploration. Um, because my ability to move, going back to the first one, my ability to move past my talent, I think is going to be impacted by those core beliefs. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've noticed that I've been working on Trying to, th- I've been thinking about a way to, to describe it. Um, I've always been accepting of of differences, but now I'm looking at it more of a, a of active accepting of people. Mm-hmm. Is people of different whatever uh, right. beliefs of any kind, things like that, and and spending the time to not just think, oh, it's okay, you can do whatever you want, I don't care, but. Okay, I, I do want to know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is this coming from? How does it how will it affect our relationship if if you're completely if you and I are completely opposite, let's say politically, mm-hmm. before I would just go, okay, I don't want to talk with Eric because I know, you know, he's he's wrong. Right. <laughs> because I'm right. Right. But now <laughs> but now I'm looking at more of Okay, I I want to know more. So just being more accepting of things and thinking about that along those lines of I want to do this, not just um, okay, I I accept they're that way and leave them alone. I I want to still develop something. And I applaud you in that, Jeff, because in this age where social media has such a influence, um, where people can just write things in brief and attach a photo or a meme. And declare that to be absolute truth mm-hmm. is so much nonsense. It is, um, and I think the more that we are curious, genuinely curious, mm-hmm. not like what you were joking, you know, where you're going, um, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say, but you're wrong, right? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I think is really, really powerful. Um, I don't expect social media to uh, change its ways because that. That's a business model that they're going to continue to to uh, to leverage, but I think in our interactions, I almost would say in the real world, mm-hmm. um, we should be open to hearing people with different point of views. We should be open to learning from those that don't see the world the way that we do, uh, and that there is a big. We're leaving out some some powerful information when we only consult with those that think and act and, you know, all of the above. And like and, and this is in all aspects. It could be from their religious background, their yeah. everything, you know, their country, you know, when they come, you know, in their country, this is that way in our country, that's that, you know, it's a different. So, yeah. 
Yeah. You just just to yeah. learn more about people. I've really um that's been an honest effort. Yeah. And I want to continue that in 2023. Yeah. Um so we've uh, mentioned um Dr. Andrew Huberman many times um on the show. Um he probably of all of the um I don't know what to call them anymore. Thought leaders, experts, um, whatever, uh, who are out there dispensing information. Um, he's been probably at the top of my list as far as gaining a real practical understanding about how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically in areas of focus, um, areas of change, navigating change. And obviously, Jeff, I mean, we know this this has been an age of rapid change. Um, and, and and a lot of the change is unwanted. <laughs> well, it's unwanted and it's it just fosters more uncertainty. Um, and and some of that, I feel, is a responsibility too f- to our clients that um, that I can be a practical as well um, source of help. In navigating it, right? Um, we obviously can't do it for them, mm-hmm. but if we can say, "Hey, you know, I, I've kind of come to a better understanding about why my why there's so much resistance to listening to different point of views," I I I I learned that my brain is resisting that because that's not easy, it's not efficient, and it might be perceived as dangerous. Oh wait. But what if I just start small and just ask one question instead of five or whatever the case may be to get you to that place? He's been really, really good about kind of pulling back the veil about how our what role our brain plays and how we live our lives as it relates to decision making focus and such. And it's been a powerful one for me um, because. I'll just say this kind of as a last thing around it, Jeff, is that it's also, it's opened me up to see that there are other possibilities that maybe I either didn't see before or I had discounted as not being meaningful. Um, one of those um, is uh, book writing. Um, as you know, and our audience knows as well, I've, I've written two books um, and Probably for the last two years, I have felt immense amount of pressure about I need to write another book, you know, and it's almost like a, well, when is your next book type stuff? And I have from time to time, and I wasn't always confident as I am now, and it'll make sense here, um, is I kind of approached it like Miles Davis. When Miles Davis went silent in the mid-70s, it was about five-year period. Before he started playing, he didn't play the trumpet at all, mm-hmm. which still in my mind is, I mean, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. And when he started playing again, this is around 80, 1980, 1981, they asked him, you know, you didn't pick it up the horn at all. You didn't. Why did you give it up? Why, why weren't you playing anything? And he said, I didn't have anything to say. Mm. Now, Miles. As you know, Jeff, I mean, he was a pretty confident dude. So for him saying that was not, you know, but my personality is I I have to wrestle with stuff in my head before I'm ready to 
make the proclamation, if you will. Mm -hmm. But I'm at a place in that the next book will happen when I have something that I feel needs to be said. And I don't know when that's going to be. And I'm okay with that. It could be Tuesday or never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, and for me, that's been important because it's allowed me to take the pressure off as if it's – because you, you and I both know right around the corner from that is, well, you should. And then it's obligation. And it's – and quite frankly – that book is just a bunch of crap. Ultimately, yeah, that, it, that that'll be the that'll be the book that was. Oh, that that was a terrible book. <laughs> yes, it, if you don't have anything to say, well, but we, unfortunately, Jeff, right? We live in an age where all people just keep talking. They just, keep, I mean, all you have to do is you look at Instagram, right? It's just it's a constant it's it's constant track. Uh, it's a constant, you know. It's like a loop, you know, and it's like. Okay, I get it, and I hope that, well, I'm taking this down. A, well, I know I'm taking this down a rabbit hole here. I'm trying. I want to make sure that I don't fall into this kind of mindset. That, well, you know, I need to say something because I haven't said something in a while. It's like no, there's no value in that, and no one needs to. Uh, you know, I've I've heard many many, especially recording artists, talk about how horrible it was when they signed a uh, multi-record deal. Yeah. Okay. You know, the record company is, and they're sometimes ashamed of what they put out. Yeah. And rightly so, because sometimes a great band comes out with this horrible album because they, yeah. they were asked to keep talking when they didn't have anything to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously or not, um, you know, we, we should be at a place where, um, when we have something to say, it is, um, being able to be delivered authentically and clear. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's been important. Um, and in the areas that Huberman has helped me with has been opening my mind up to, uh, feeling a bit more at ease about that decision. Mm -hmm. All right, Jeff. So what else for you? I know we're going to have some upcoming episodes about talent and, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. And one of the things that I, I looked at is what am I talented at? That's one of the things I, I looked mm. at in 2022. And that could be scary or, you know, if you go down the wrong road, it could become self-important or something like that. But I, and I know you've mentioned this a couple of times, I, I like to make people laugh. And I think that's a talent that I have. And I'm re-emphasizing using that talent in today's world when I'm interacting with people. You know, we, we've talked about our noble goal before, and I think mm -hmm. I might have mentioned it before, but I call it my noble task is I want to make six people laugh every day. <laughs> and I'm really, really emphasizing that because I think uh, we need it now. It helps me when I laugh and I'm la if I'm laughing with somebody else, It you know, that, there's energy there. Yep. Um, and I, I, I just, and I, I, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging people to do. What, what is it that you can do that you have a talent for? Don't be ashamed to, to own a talent. Yeah. You know, to say, you know what, I am, I am good at this and I want to share it and it doesn't matter what it is. So that, that's one of the things I want to continue looking at in my life. You know, what, what is it that I can bring to, to the table? Mm. Wow, that's great. 
great. Uh, for me, um, this one is, um, it's kind of layered, but uh, one of the things that, and this is rooted around, um, I've always had a, a strong focus on my diet and exercise and my, uh, my mental side. I, I, maybe we equate those to health, physical health and mental health. Um, and one of the things that I've gained out of my time when I, I'm using, going to use in 2023 is um, the leverage point of the impact that diet and exercise has on my ability to do the things that I mentioned earlier as it relates to, you know, going beyond my talent, um, challenging my conventional. Because there's, there's, there's some science out there, if not a lot, uh, that, it, that will tell you what physical exercise, what you eat, your nutrition, impacts how, you, how your brain works, mm -hmm. right? Um, your mood, uh, all those different things. Uh, not the least of which is the fact that uh, if I can get on my soapbox for a half a second or two, uh, is that a lot of the food that is consumed in the United States is really, really bad for you. And some of it, if not a lot of it, uh, in that category of processed and um, food that has a lot of added things that are not healthy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, for example, uh, vegetable, seed oils, those kind of things. Um, and someone can say, well, what difference does it make? I feel fine after I ate that, whatever, whatever. Well, one of the things that I think, and this is coming from someone, Jeff, who used to, didn't, I didn't care. I just, I ate what I wanted to, right? I used to believe that, you know, well, I'm not fat, so I don't, it doesn't matter. I was so wrong. I was so <laughs> wrong, right? Because my ability to function in an optimal way is impacted by those things. So, and for the audience, this is not my call to go run a marathon. You don't have to start, you know, finding a way to deadlift 400 pounds and, you know, drop 30 pounds of weight in six months. I do believe, Jeff, everybody should be doing something intentional. And if your intentional is walking one and a half miles every other day, then please do that. If your intention is I'm going to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables six days out of the week, but the seventh day I'm, I'm not going to care. That's something, mm -hmm. but be intentional about it. The idea, though, of just saying it doesn't matter, I found out the hard way, uh, yes, it does matter. And it, you know, you're talking about the health thing, but just being intentional about it. Anything. Yeah, because this is also rooted in what I mentioned about mental. Um, I found uh, the practice of somatic therapy, um, which has been very revolutionary for me. Um, I won't go into detail here because we don't have time in this episode, but you can, you can, you can look it up um, about somatic therapy. Um, and, and there's different ways in which it is practiced. Uh, my particular way of doing it is... Um, I sit in silence and sometimes I'll sit with certain types of music 
and I will I will take three intentional breaths, and then I will close my eyes with my hands on my lap, and I will begin to survey all parts of my body from the top of my head down to my feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for, as I'm surveying, is any static frequency, if I can say it that way. It could be pain. It could be tension. And then to focus in on that and then to breathe and then shake it off. Because what can happen is past trauma and issues can get stuck in our bodies. And when we are triggered, when we encounter things that cause, you know the drill. Mm -hmm. This has been a way for me to address those things. That part has helped my mental health tremendously. Because I'm trying to do, and 2023 is going to be another year for this, I want to be as much as possible. I want to be in the parasympathetic parasympathetic side rather than the sympathetic side. Mm -hmm. And Jeff, we live in an age, as you know, where many people, they are kind of stuck in the sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Survival mode. Right. The next fear, the next worry, the next crisis, and rinse and repeat. It's not because they're weak. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not an issue of weakness um, because <laughs> everyone out there, if you would have known me 20 years ago, you, you would have gone, wait a minute, who are you again? <laughs> I mean, I, I, yes. So it is not weakness. Um, I think it's more around awakening mm-hmm. and then maybe the little bit of courage to say, well, what could I do about you know, in our practice with emotional intelligence and helping, training, teaching, inspiring people is the choose yourself life pursuit, which really in many ways, Jeff, is for me, is kind of like, this is the options life pursuit. Mm-hmm. What could I do? Right. How could I, what are my options? What are the things that are available to me to do? So if you discover that you've got some past trauma that's stuck and it typically shows up in tension in your upper back. It's not that you're weak, that it's there. It's just maybe as a message to you, Hey, why don't you pay attention to this? I have found somatic therapy to be a tool for me to address it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I say this along with all the other things to say for me to operate at my optimal to be here on a podcast episode with you or when we have a guest, I want all those things working in my favor rather than I got fog brain, Jeff's waiting for me to ask the next question, but I can't seem to concentrate. (laughs) And Jeff, I know you give me a pass. You'll give me a break if Mm -hmm. I'm not having a good time of it, but I don't want to be, well, the reason why I messed that up, Jeff, is because I ate a huge meal uh, pasta before I came in and I just really want to fall over. You need a nap. I need a nap, right? Or actually, um, I've been skipping meals or, oh yeah, Jeff, um, I've, I've got a lot of sugar in my diet. I, I know I stopped, but it's back or Jeff, no, I, I decided to stop doing the somatic therapy. It's, you know, it's kind of a waste of time. You know, I'm, I'm going to try wrapping it up today. All right. That's usually your job. All right. We we mentioned a whole bunch of things. I think we did three or four each. Mm-hmm. And all those things I think are telling at least me that we, you, 
have a say in how 2023 is going to be. So that's up to you. All right. And hopefully some of the things we talked about are going to help you in 2023. And I just, um, my hope and prayers are that they will. Awesome to me, Jeff. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Hi everyone. This is Eric Pennington with the Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, do you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So we're, we're not the perfect podcast host. We're close. Okay, all but, right, but, but not, still, not totally. We want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media: LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based, and it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.